0: Hello and welcome to the No Dusty Bibles podcast, where we delve into just two chapters of Scripture a day at a sustainable, rewarding pace. I'm your host Heather, and I'm an author, speaker, and Bible teacher. And I'm joined by my co-host Hannah, who is the director of all the things here at the Rescued Letters Collective. Hey, everyone! We're here to guide you through your daily Bible reading, bringing insights, encouragement, and a sense of fellowship right to your ears. If you would like to receive weekly emails for Bible reading. Sign up at therescueletters.com slash know-dusty-bibles or click the link in the show notes below. Whether you're starting your day, taking a break, or winding down, join us as we explore God's Word together. Let's dive into today's scripture and find the hope and wisdom waiting for us there. Well, hey, friends, and happy Friday to you. It's Heather here. Um, We have finished our time in Mark, and we are rolling right along. Um, Next up is the third gospel, the gospel of Luke, and we're going to spend today in Luke 1 and 2, and then next week, we actually start our in-depth study of Luke with my Bible study determined living like Jesus in every moment. So I'm going to walk us into scripture today. I'm going to read through Luke 1 and 2, and then at the end of this episode, I'm going to. Walk us through what next week will look like because it'll be a little bit different. But for now, let's dive into scripture together on this Friday. Uh, We are in Luke 1 and 2. Since many have undertaken to set in order a narrative concerning those matters which have been fulfilled among us, even as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the world delivered them to us. It seemed good to me also, having traced the course of all things accurately from the first, to write to you in order, most excellent Theophilus, that you might know the certainty concerning the things in which you were instructed. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the priestly division of Abijah. He had a wife of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they both were well advanced in years. Now while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to enter into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. The whole multitude of the people were praying outside at the hour of incense. An angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. Zacharias was troubled when he saw him and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Zacharias, because your request has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. And he will drink no wine, nor strong drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. He will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to prepare a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I be sure of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. The angel answered him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God. I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. Behold, you will be silent and not able to speak until the day that these things will happen, because you didn't believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their proper time. The people were waiting for Zacharias, and they marveled that he delayed in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They perceived that he had had a vision in the temple. He continued making signs to them and remained mute. When the days of his service were fulfilled, he departed to his house. After these days, Elizabeth, his wife, conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus has the Lord done to me in the days in which he looked at me to take away my reproach among men. Now in the sixth month, The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin pledged to be married to a man whose name was Joseph of David's house. The virgin's name was Mary. Having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, you highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered what kind of salutation this might be. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son and shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. There will be no end to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, seeing I am a virgin? The angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born from you will be called the Son of God. Behold, Elizabeth, your relative, also has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing spoken by God is impossible. Mary said, Behold, the servant of the Lord, let it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, into a city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She called out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For behold, when the voice of your greeting came into my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be a fulfillment of the things which have been spoken to her from the Lord. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior, for he has looked at the humble state of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is for generations and generations on those who fear him. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down princes from their thrones and has exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empty. He has given help to Israel, his servant, that he might remember mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his offspring forever. Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her house. Now the time that Elizabeth should give birth was fulfilled and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had magnified his mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zacharias after the name of his father. His mother answered, Not so, but he will be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. They made signs to his father what he would have him called. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. They all marveled. His mouth was opened immediately and his tongue freed and he spoke, blessing God. Fear came on all who lived around them and all these sayings were talked about throughout all the hill country of Judea. All who heard them laid them up in their hearts, saying, What then will this child be? The hand of the Lord was with him. His father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been from of old salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers, to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham, our father, to grant to us that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, should serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the dawn from on high will visit us to shine on those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. The child was growing and becoming strong in spirit and was in the desert until the day of his public appearance to Israel. Chapter 2. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment made when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to enroll themselves, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, to David's city, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David to enroll himself with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him as wife, being pregnant. While they were there, the day had come for her to give birth. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a feeding trough because there was no room for them in the inn. There were shepherds in the same country staying in the field and keeping watch by night over their flock. Behold, An angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all the people. For there is born to you today in David's city a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. This is the sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. Suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly army praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace, goodwill toward men. When the angels went away from them into the sky, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem now and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They came with haste and found both Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the feeding trough. When they saw it, They publicized widely the saying which was spoken to them about this child. All who heard it wondered at the things which were spoken to them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these sayings, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, just as it was told them. When eight days were fulfilled for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus which was given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. When the days of their purification, according to the law of Moses were fulfilled, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to that, which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Behold, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. He came in the Spirit into the temple. When the parents brought in the child, Jesus, that they might do concerning him according to the custom of the law, then he received him into his arms and blessed God and said, Now you are releasing your servant, master, according to your word, in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light for revelation to the nations, and the glory of your people Israel. Joseph and his mother were marveling at the things which were spoken concerning him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, This child is appointed for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which is spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and she had been a widow for about eighty-four years who didn't depart from the temple, worshiping with fastings and petitions night and day. Coming up at that very hour, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who were looking for redemption in Jerusalem. When they had accomplished all things that were according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. The child was growing and was becoming strong in spirit, being filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. His parents went every year to Jerusalem at the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days as they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. Joseph and his mother didn't know it, but supposing him to be in the company, they went a day's journey and they looked for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they didn't find him, they returned to Jerusalem, looking for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the middle of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. All who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I were anxiously looking for you. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? They didn't understand the saying which he spoke to them, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth. He was subject to them, and his mother kept all these sayings in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Well, okay, friends, thank you for joining us today for Luke 1 and 2. Next Monday, we start our spring Bible study, Determined, Living Like Jesus in Every Moment, a six-week study of Luke. So our daily episodes here will look slightly different. We're still going to read the scripture for the day to you. It won't be a full two chapters. It will be an excerpt that we're going to discuss through the podcast. And we'll also include a daily devotional to go along with that scripture and some questions for you to ponder as you go about your day. And since Easter is coming up on March 31st, we intentionally planned this study for our spring study so that we can really dive a little deeper into who Jesus was and what he did for us. It is our hope that our time in the Gospels will enable us to turn our hearts to authentic and meaningful worship as we celebrate Easter together. We can't wait to dive a little deeper into Luke with you next week. Until then... Stay tuned for a bonus episode dropping tomorrow about Bible translations and how we should think about them when reading through scripture. We'll see you then. Thank you for spending part of your day with us here at the Know Dusty Bibles podcast. We hope today's reading has encouraged you and brought you closer to understanding the heart of God. Don't forget to join us for the next reading. And if you're looking for more resources or want to connect with our community, visit us at therescuedletters.com and find us on social media at Rescued Letters. The No Dusty Bibles podcast is produced by the Rescued Letters Collective, a united front of women's ministry endeavors with a shared vision to help women everywhere cultivate a richer faith. Our mission is simple but transformative. Make the Bible not just available, but wholly accessible and deeply meaningful for every woman who seeks its wisdom. If this podcast encouraged you today, we would love for you to leave a rating and review and also share it with a friend. Until next time, I'm Heather. And I'm Hannah. Reminding you that every page turned in the Bible is a step closer to God. We're rooting for you.